right. Welcome to episode four of Somewhere in the Middle, um, the podcast that talks about crazy, complicated medical stuff and tries to make it simple and easy to understand and accessible for the regular person. Uh, today, I want to talk about what is healthy. I've, I've spent the last couple episodes going over basically some PT kind of stuff, talking about mobility and flexibility and strength and being functional and things like that. Uh, I want to kind of expand the talk today so that we can go over something that I think uh, maybe can be a little more applicable across the board. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing it up today is because I want to make sure that we can all be on the same page. Um, you know, the, the term healthy, I'm sure, is thrown around a lot. Um, I bet if you ask four or five different doctors or, you know, medical people or, you know, exercise uh, specialists or trainers or uh, any number of people that, that have a say in getting people healthy, I just did air quotes, um, they're probably all going to give a different definition uh, based on what they do and how they do it. So what I want us to do, uh, since I'm one of those people, I'm going to give you my definition. Uh, and hopefully what we can come away with here uh, is some common terms, some common thought processes, some things that we can all be on the same page about as far as uh, what does it mean to be healthy? Uh, and hopefully it doesn't, uh, you know, put us into a small area. Uh, I don't want to only be healthy with physical therapy or only be healthy with a diet or, you know, any of the number of definitions that we could give to healthy. Uh, I want to try to come up with a, a, a term or a thought process that we can use um, to try to determine or prove or show or explain health for life. Uh, and so, uh, I, I guess we'll start off uh, with maybe uh, something that's kind of obvious. Uh, I want us to, to think that healthy is not just simply uh, not having a disease, right? Um, it makes sense if somebody, let's say, for example, has COPD uh, or they have uh, cancer or they have some other kind of a diagnosis. Um, for that part of their life, well, we could say that they're unhealthy. Um, you know, if they're taking a medication for blood pressure, then their blood pressure is unhealthy, right? Uh, and so uh, it, it makes sense that if we don't have to take a medication for blood pressure, or if we don't have cancer, or if we don't have COPD, or if we don't have any of these other kind of chronic illnesses that seem like they're going crazy here uh, in America, um, then we must be healthy. But I want us to push past even that. Um, I want us to, to, to think beyond, uh, I'm not sick, so therefore I must be healthy. Um, I think healthy is a much bigger spectrum. I think that it can be taken a lot further than that. Um, another, another point to, to throw out there is that healthy is not a destination that I get to. I don't eat enough pounds of spinach and then I'm healthy. And then I don't have to eat that many pounds of spinach again. I don't uh, do a certain number of repetitions of an exercise, and now I'm healthy, right? Um, healthy is more of a journey than a destination, right? Uh, and I think we can prove that because if you think about it, you can always get healthier. You can do more healthy things. Uh, so I can eat a healthier diet. I can give up more things that are unhealthy. I can exercise harder or longer or more or more often 
than somebody else and I can be more healthy. Um, I can always get stronger or I can always get thinner or I can always get more fit. Um, I can always lose more weight or maybe my, my definition for healthy is that I gain weight. Maybe I'm putting on muscle, uh, but I can always do that. I can, I can participate in a different competition. I can do more exercise. I can run a longer distance or swim a longer distance. So there's always this ability to become more healthy. And that's why I say that health is, is more of a journey rather than a destination. Um, if you want to think about it uh, kind of in some math terms, imagine a, a number line, right? Uh, and at zero, you're dead as far as this health number line is concerned. There's nothing further to the left. There's no negative numbers. We're, we're not zombies. Uh, so there's nothing on the other side of being dead. So zero health is dead. And what, what I want us to think about is that as long as we are making movement towards positive numbers, uh, as long as we're not satisfied with staying along the spot that we're already at on this health spectrum, then we are getting more healthy. We're going along this journey. Um, all of us, I think, depending on what specific caveat of health you look at, are in different spots on this health spectrum. None of us have gotten to healthy. None of us are at the destination and now we don't have to work anymore. Uh, I think that we're all, you know, whether it's uh, how well we're sleeping or how well we're eating or our spiritual life or exercise or any of those things that we might consider healthy, I think as long as we're making movement towards the better end of the spectrum, uh, then we can say that we're living a healthy lifestyle. And then I, I think the opposite of that obviously is true. Uh, if you are choosing to do things that are destructive, uh, that's, that's probably an unhealthy lifestyle, whether that's uh, purposefully uh, or even maybe unknowingly uh, doing the wrong things, eating the wrong things, exercising the wrong way. Um, I mean, those are probably a little bit controversial. What's the right way to eat? What's the right way to exercise? What's the right way to do anything nowadays? Um, but if you're unwittingly or purposefully or unknowingly moving in the opposite direction, if you're going towards dead in this case, then you're living a, an unhealthy style uh, for, for that particular part of your life. Uh, which kind of brings us into the next little area uh, that as far as as far as we're concerned, as far as, you know, the, the definition that I'm putting out, the, the talk that I want to have, the place that I want us all to be at, uh, so that we can have conversation about health and have conversation about how to get more health and how to be more healthy. Um, there's a number of, of pillars that I believe make a person healthy, uh, or that, you know, all contribute to the general health of a person. And I think all of these deserve uh, attention. I think some of them get attention from, from the media or from, you know, we're aware of it already. Uh, I think several of these don't really get attention or, or they're not connected with that health space, right? We don't think about um, some of these things that I'm going to talk about here in a second. We don't think of them as that's a, that's a part of being healthy or uh, how strong of a role it can play in 
being healthy. Uh, and the first one, and I've talked about this one a lot, and hopefully it makes sense, uh, the first pillar of, of what I think makes a person healthy is their fitness. Um, and not to completely rehash all of the other talks that we've gone over, um, uh, especially the, the mobility and the movement and the functional, you know, the ability to, to do things in your life, um, that all constitutes your fitness. Uh, and I think we had some pretty good discussion about those in the last three podcasts, so feel free to you know, rewind and, and, and check those out as well. Um, and I think that fitness is probably one of the, the more easily understood, uh, or at least more easily accepted, uh, components of what makes a person healthy. Uh, it's, it's not controversial to say that a person who runs marathons is probably a little healthier than a person who can't run around the block. Whether that's the absolute truth or not, you know, maybe we can talk about that uh, at some other time, but, but it's pretty well understood that if a person is fit, they probably have uh, a healthier lifestyle than a person who is not fit. Um, and so we should strive to be more fit. We should strive to, like I've talked about in the other uh, three episodes, uh, we should try to be more fit. We should try to recognize what about our mobility and what about our, our flexibility and our strength and our balance and all those smaller uh, items that I've talked about, we should figure out which ones of those we're struggling with, which ones are getting in the way of us moving forward, uh, you know, away from zero, away from dead. We should figure out which ones of those we're struggling with and which ones uh, we should do more of and how we can do better at being fit. And I'm not saying we all need to go out and run marathons or we all need to go out and do a CrossFit competition or we all need to go out and start powerlifting or playing professional sports or any, anything like that. But uh, we shouldn't be afraid to recognize that fitness, that, that being active and doing things is a very important part of, of health, of a well-rounded, healthy lifestyle. Uh, and so that's definitely one of the things that I want to talk about, I've already talked about, and we'll continue to talk about. Um, and it's, I feel like, one of the ones that I have maybe a stronger say on how to be more fit, um, you know, based on my education and my, and my thought process. Uh, another one, and again, I think this one is pretty well recognized, uh, is that food is a huge component of our health. And there are healthy foods to eat that make you more healthy, and there are unhealthy foods that you shouldn't eat because they make you less healthy. Um, I, I feel like, at least based on you know some of the things I read and, and some of the discussions that I have and you know the 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 pulse that I have my finger on as as far as what people think is healthy, I, I think that there's still some some back and forth. There's still some wondering, you know, what what is healthy? Do I do I need to be all organic? Do I need to have you know, GMO food or non-GMO food is, you know, is, is this food healthy for me? Should I, should I not eat gluten? Should I not eat dairy? What about cheese? You know, what about all these things? And, you know, I wish that, that there was a stronger, more clear definition about what food is healthy. Uh, I know that in my experience and with some of the education that I've had, um, there are some strong indications on what is healthy food and what is not healthy food. Uh, but that can even vary between two different people with, with their specific DNA profile and 
you know, maybe we can talk about this. Maybe I'll make this the, the topic for our next discussion. But um, your DNA plays a lot into just exactly how your body deals with the food that you eat. Uh, and different diets, like different ways of eating, different thought processes of eating uh, can work well for different people where they might uh, might fail another person. Some people can suck down gluten and it's fine for them. Other people smell it in the air and they go into anaphylactic shock. So um, I think that food all by itself has a fairly large spectrum. Um, but again, uh, I think most of us recognize that getting getting aware or educating ourselves if we don't already know, and then obviously uh, actually eating the things that we know we need to and not eating the things we know that we ought not to eat um, is a, a, a big component of this health, um, health paradigm that we're looking at. Um, so we've got fitness, we've got food. Uh, and like I said, I think that those are, are pretty well understood. Uh, it's not controversial that we should maybe eat better and exercise more um, to increase our health. I think the next ones uh, maybe are a little bit less well accepted or a little bit less, um, not necessarily well understood, but not really put into the, the, the mix with when we're talking about having a healthy life, that these things ought to be a part of it. Um, so the, the last ones, uh, we'll talk about each. Uh, and the first of those is satisfaction. And when I say satisfaction, um, I wrote down happiness to start off with, but it's more than happiness. Um, I think it's, it's recognizing, you know, where you sit in life and where you sit in your space and where you sit at your work and with your family and being truly satisfied with where you're at, uh, or satisfied with the progress that you've made, uh, on the journey so far, um, I think that there's a lot of dissatisfaction in the world today, uh, whether that's people are dissatisfied with the way they look or dissatisfied with the person that they married uh, or dissatisfied with their income or their retirement or things like that. Uh, there's a lot of dissatisfaction. And I'm not saying you should not ever be dissatisfied. But what I what I think that we need to recognize is that if we're always unsatisfied, if there's never peace and acceptance and, and joy in what we have and where we're at. If we're always striving for something different uh, or, or just frustrated about where we are, that's going to have an effect on our life. It's going to have an effect on our relationships and, and on, our, on our physical bodies, you know, our hormones and, and the way that we deal with stress, basically, um, if we're not satisfied. Uh, I know that definitely recently, uh, it is currently the beginning of May in 2020. If anybody listens to this in a year and a half from now, then they'll remember what was happening at the beginning of the year in 2020. Um, and there's a lot of dissatisfaction with that situation, right? And without getting political, um, it was coming from everyone. I'm dissatisfied. There's stuff going on in my life currently today uh, that I wish wasn't going on and some things that I wish was different and, and situations that I would rather have happening than, than the ones that are. Um, but I recognize, or at least I try to, you know, hopefully I can practice what I preach, but I recognize that being satisfied with where I'm at and recognizing that I can make movements and I have control of things that I have control of and I can move in the direction that I think is best for me and my family, um, 
And so I'm satisfied. I, I know that it won't be the same today as it was yesterday, and I know it'll be better tomorrow than it is today. Um, and I can make that forward movement. And I, and I think that that is um, maybe a thought process that's missing or uh, that, that people aren't working on actively like they might work on their diet or work on their, their physical fitness. Um, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't discount it. We shouldn't ignore it. It shouldn't be something that's not talked about uh, because if we're not satisfied, then all of the other work on, on any of the other things that we might work on um, is, is going to feel empty. It's going to feel like we, we didn't do anything, like it wasn't worth it. Uh, so that's my little talk on satisfaction. Uh, probably somewhat related to it, uh, but I think it deserves its own category. Uh, so we've got fitness, we've got food, we have satisfaction with our life. Uh, next is our social systems. Um, and I wanted to put that, uh, that in there because, uh, you know, we talk about family, we can talk about jobs, we can talk about friends. All of those are systems that we have to deal with the social nature that, that human beings have. Um, I hope that we all recognize that human beings are a social creature. We are not designed, we didn't evolve into being solitary and isolated and you know, um, removed from other people. I think that most of us thrive um, when we're in the presence of other people. Um, maybe we don't, maybe, maybe there's some, some folks that would rather just be left alone because they don't want to deal with, with all the social construct and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think for the most part, recognizing that those social systems are also a part of a healthy life uh, is definitely worth mentioning. Uh, and maybe we could give an example uh, with the opposite of that. A person who is lonely, a person who's isolated, a person who does not have um, outlets for communication, who doesn't have outlets to uh, discuss problems or ideas or just to communicate about life in general. Uh, I hope that, you know, if we had that kind of a person in our, in our, in our mind, if we can imagine that kind of person that we'd recognize that, that that is an unhealthy way to live. Um, you know, I, I think science is coming around. I wish I had some, some research examples to give you, um, that isolation is unhealthy. Um, I'm sure that there are research examples out there. I just don't have any of them handy right here to talk about. Uh, but when you isolate yourself or when you are isolated for some other reason, certainly uh, that's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your well-being. It's going to affect a lot of things. And if we're not recognizing that or if we're not uh, willing to work on that and take the time, the same kind of time that we would put into exercising and that we would put into uh, you know, our well-being, uh, those social systems are super important. Um, and there are a lot of them. You know, if you're a father, uh, that's a different social system than if you're um, a brother, which is different than if you're a son, which is different than if you're a grandfather uh, or a grandson. Uh, same thing, you know, women, obviously, I shouldn't have to say, but I will. Uh, if you're a mother or a daughter or a sister or a niece or an aunt or a grandmother or whatever, those social, you know, connections, uh, in our family are super important. Uh, I, I would hazard a guess that every single one of us have had a, a bad family experience, 
and we recognize that 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 takes a toll on our health, right? If we have lost a grandparent or lost a parent or a sibling or a child, uh, you know, to death or an accident or something, uh, very very clearly we can see how strong of an effect that has on health. Uh, it probably steals a fair amount of satisfaction from that person who's lost a loved one. Um, and so I, I just want to put that in the mix of things that I think are, are good to talk about, things that we'll talk about uh, when we talk about finding what the, the common ground is for, for health and wellness and, and trying to get everybody on the same page. Um, yeah, so we've got fitness, we've got food, satisfaction, social systems. The next one, uh, and this one's maybe a little more down to earth, um, sleep. Uh, I know at, for myself as an individual, think for my wife as well. I'm sure for a lot of people out there, uh, we enjoy sleeping, but we certainly don't get enough of it. Um, and you know, if you look at literature, they've, they've got semi well-defined, I mean, variants of a couple of hours of sleep that's needed for, you know, um, for kids, for young adults, for grown-ups, for older folks. Um, I don't know of anybody that really follows those guidelines to a T or is, is, you know, as hardcore about getting the right amount of sleep as they are about their nutrition and their, and their workouts. Well, maybe there's a couple of like pro athletes, but nobody in my immediate circle is saying, Hey, I've got to get my nine hours of sleep. And if I don't, then I'm going to, you know, mess up my circadian rhythm and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think we, we all recognize that sleep is necessary. We recognize that we like it. Uh, there's a lot of components of sleep, I think, that are that are not really well understood. Like, why do we sleep? What's what's the point of it? We get sleepy, we get tired. Why? Why do we have to sleep? There are other animals that don't like, sleep, that don't lay down and go to sleep. I think that most of those animals happen to be cold-blooded in our fish, so maybe they're floating and we don't realize they're sleeping. Um, but there's a lot of important things that happen specifically when you're asleep, when you're in the different stages of sleep. <clears throat> I listened to a podcast last week that was uh, talking about some things, and they were they were saying how if your sleep is disrupted by these different things that, uh, that are happening, um, then that affects how well your DNA can fix itself. It affects uh, how well your, your cell structure can repair damage and deal with waste products and, and basically clean up after the mess that you made out of the day so that you can start over with a fresh, clean slate the next day. Um, and so sleep ought to be one of these things that deserves just as much attention and just as much thought and just as much energy as when you exercise or when you work out or how much time you spend with your friends uh, or, or just being satisfied with your life. Because at, at this one, for sure, you'll, you'll notice when you have bad sleep how crappy you feel. You're just tired can't think straight, can't work straight, right? Distracted, irritable, all these kinds of things that definitely have an effect on um, your health, have an effect on how you interact with your friends and your family. Um, so uh, hopefully it's recognized, but I, I want to point it out because it's a, a thing that I'll talk about, a thing that I'll bring up. And, um, you know, I think it all plays into what we're talking about here on this particular show is that we want uh, health, we want wellness, we want those things in abundance, and so sleep is for sure a component of that. And then the last one uh, that I'll talk about 
uh, out of these uh, six total pillars of what I think uh, give a person their health. Uh, the last one is, is uh, your spiritual self is what I titled it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I believe a certain thing um, as far as my spiritual life. Uh, I'm friends with people that don't believe what I believe. Uh, I know lots of people that don't believe what I believe. And so I don't want to, this isn't a discussion about, you know, what I believe is right and what you believe is wrong, because that's certainly not a healthy thought process to have. And it's not what I want people to come away from uh, or come away with from, from this particular talk. Uh, but it, it is, and it should be uh, a part of a healthy, uh, well-balanced lifestyle. Um, you know, when we, when we involve a spiritual aspect to our life, when we recognize um, that there is more to us than what we realize, um, whether that's you know a god or an Allah or or something, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, when we can realize that that there is more out there than what we see, than what we know, than what we understand, um, I think it gives us, or it hopefully it can give us, it should give us. A sense of peace, a sense of recognition that, you know, if we were created, cool. If, if it was uh, evolution that got us here, if there's some cosmic force, if it was something else, uh, that there is a bigger thing happening out there than our individual life. Um, and I think it can put things in perspective. If, if we recognize that there's a lot more happening in the world, there's a lot more happening um, that affects everyone, not just me. It's not only about me. Uh, I think that that, that, that perspective gives peace and that, that peace helps, uh, helps life to be better. If I'm worried every single day about every little nitpicky little thing that I do or don't have control over, or I do or didn't do well. Uh, and that's a lot of worry and stress that I put on myself. A lot of things maybe that I can't control that I'm trying to control, or maybe I shouldn't control them because when I do it my way, it turns out the wrong way. Um, if, if, if we don't recognize that there's more to life than us, uh, than me, there's, there's more than my wants and my desires. Uh, if we can't recognize that, I, I think it makes the rest of this, um, list of, of pillars that much more difficult to, to manage. If, if I, I'm so self-absorbed that the only thing that I think about is me and my diet and my exercise and my time and my, 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 my. Um, I'm going to miss out on uh, on a lot of things. You know, I, I might miss out on some relationships that would have made me a better person or some experiences that I would have done for somebody else, not for myself, uh, but an experience that would have helped me grow or helped change my thought process or exposed me to a different exercise or a different, uh, you know, food, or, I mean, we can, we can just make it kind of fit any little example. Um, but, but that selfish self-centered attitude, uh, is not conducive for just being able to put yourself out there and, and get into, uh, a healthy habit, a healthy routine, right? Um, if I only eat what I want to eat, um, maybe I don't realize that I'm eating unhealthy food. If I only see the people that I want to see, maybe I don't get exposed to different thought processes that would help me be a better person. 
Uh, or maybe I don't get the opportunity to help someone else be a better person. Maybe I have a fantastic diet and I have the best thought processes ever. Uh, and I have, you know, the best of this and the best of that, but I'm too selfish to give it to anybody else. And so somebody, somebody that could have benefited from me uh, or my experiences now doesn't get that opportunity. Uh, I, I do think that it goes both ways. And I think it's okay to look at it that way because, like I said, we're a social being. We're not designed to be uh, sat in isolation. Um, and that, that spiritual aspect, that realization, like I've said, that there's more to the world, there's more to us than what we can see and what meets the eye, um, that helps us recognize how, how, not how we fit, but where we fit kind of in the whole realm of things, right? We're, we're a tiny speck of sand on a itty bitty planet going around a nondescript star floating in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy, hurtling through space at, you know, tens of thousands of miles per second, right? If, if we, if we recognize that, then the, you know, the fact that, uh, I didn't see a lot of patients today or, you know, we didn't, uh, get to do this thing or the kids were frustrated about that thing. I mean, it, it kind of makes it seem not important. Um, and that helps us to not worry about the unimportant things and helps to put in perspective the things that are important, the relationships that we have, the, the time that we have here on this planet and the things that we get to do with that time. So hopefully that was uh, a little bit educational, a little bit enjoyable. Uh, like I said, my goal with all of this is uh, I want I want as many people as I can get to think about their life and how they can be healthy and what that health and wellness spectrum looks like and things that uh, maybe they haven't thought about that they could improve on or things that they didn't realize were negatively affecting their health, um, that, that there's reasons to, to look at those uh, items. Um, and again, um, the goal with, with the podcast is that you know, if you have a question about health and wellness, if you're getting something from one person and something totally different from another person or medical provider or an expert or whatever, um, you know, two huge opinions uh, that are on differing ends of the spectrum, maybe somewhere in the middle is, is where the best option is. And so that's where I try to find myself. And that's where I try to help people, you know, see things that way you can look at both ends of the spectrum, uh, specifically with our health and our wellness and life and exercise and fitness and nutrition and all those kinds of things that I was talking about. So uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, uh, if you have a question or a comment, please reach out to me. Um, you can go to my website, live well and move. And click on the podcast tab at the top. There's a, a submission form that you can uh, fill out some information and send me a question. I'd love to answer your questions if you have any. Uh, you can also email me um, at livewellandmove at gmail.com. Um, and I will get back to you as quickly as I can. If it seems like it's an awesome question, uh, then definitely I'll bring it up on the podcast. Um, uh, I'm really excited to, to talk to any of you or, or talk about what any of you uh, have in mind. Uh, this is your podcast. This is um, so that we can, like I said, find ourselves somewhere in the middle. That way we can see both ends of the spectrum. So I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.